Hello and thank you for joining us today at Distracted by Life. Our podcast is all about making change within yourself and your relationships. We share conversations, stories, and explore ideas coming from our lifelong journey of the high points and especially the low points where we learn to face our fears or cope with pain, loss, and failure. We do this in a discovery quest to establish patterns around our past and understanding whether we are tripping up from our past or being held hostage by it. We work on identifying ways to move forward, aligning our core values, and unlocking the keys to self-awareness, self-acceptance, self-compassion, and letting go of what is not serving you positively in life. A better you is always there, ready to explore in a new world. So let's begin. Some clinical psychologists believe integrating mindfulness into cognitive behavioral therapy, also known as CBT, can provide profound relief from anxiety. Based on research, anxiety often develops when two things are true. Number one, there's an outcome we care about, for example, such as being present for our kids. And number two, the outcome is uncertain, which is almost always the case for things that matter to us. Here with us is Amal, who will share what she's found on her own research journey with anxiety. Welcome, Amal. Thank you, Dan. Let me explain what I found during this journey. I found some really cool tips that I thought would be really helpful to practice. And based on some findings out there, and one that stood out to me the most is is a research-based technique that addresses anxiety, anxiety illness. The work is actually focused on three main approaches, tending to thoughts, facing fears, and focusing on what you could actually control. So um, we're going to talk about where this all started just before we dive into each of those uh, three um, approaches. These techniques came from, as you mentioned, uh, cognitive behavior therapy, also known as CBT. Some of the psychologists discovered that integrating those mindfulness into the CBT provided that profound relief um, for anxiety. Let me tell you why I'm interested in anxiety as a topic and the time I spent uh, researching, practicing some mindfulness uh, approaches, meditation and discovering and trying to discover or, you know, discovering new ways related to coping strategies and management is a personal one. My son suffers from anxiety and at times it can get pretty overwhelming to manage. In therapy, the mindful approach does help reduce some of the impact and and the intensity it can have. However, I also found out if the anxiety is severe in some individual, they're not able to practice, uh, for example, to do meditation. But the approach of talking through it and getting to that, those stages where you, you're tending, talking through it, which is tenti- tending to the thoughts and facing the fear and focusing on what you actually control, those approaches does happen to um, reduce the, the, the intensity or the severity of anxiety. So seeing through the stories, basically noticing the thoughts that contribute to anxiety and the assumptions we make, realizing our minds when making an inference that is not true, by considering the evidence more carefully. For example, I'm going to just use an example here. We understand that most headaches don't cause cancer. But when these cognitive exercises are practiced, we recognize that our mind was terrifying us with, with stories that weren't true. In this case, maybe we're thinking that 
the headaches we have, we have cancer. Through this process, we can learn to take our th thought less seriously. But it's helpful as a cognitive work can be done, it had one limitation. And that limitation is that there is an underlining premise behind challenging our thought is that we could only be okay if things worked out the way we want them to. Accordingly, the relief found could be fragile and persistent only as long as we believe we could stay healthy. However, in order to actually find a greater equanimity is to question the deeply held assumption we have in which our mind, sorry, in which our peace of mind is based upon. Was it true that we could know peace only if our health was good? Could we open ourselves to other experiences that rather than block off from certain possibility that are unacceptable? As a person grow, grows into the practice of mindful acceptance, they begin to drop the conditions they have placed on their well-being. As a result, they find a deeper peace than what they knew was available. So you kind of got to ask yourself these questions. Are, are there conditions you have placed on your peace of mind? For example, can I be okay only if this happened or doesn't happen? What might it be like to let go of those preconditions and open to more of life. Then the other one, which is basically you're facing the fear, avoiding all things related to cancer in, in the example that we shared about earlier. So let's say in order to avoid triggering anxiety, you're trying to avoid anything has to do with cancer, even the word cancer itself. But that avoidance actually reinforces the anxiety and play into the fear even more that even thinking the word cancer could cause a person to actually get sick. So that what is the answer here is to confront the fears. For example, you can read stories about people who had developed cancer. It's kind of that gradual exposure, which is you are facing that fear. Also repeatedly, for example, you can write the word cancer and, re and related words. So those exercises will be hard for some people but over time, the fear shrinks. The more gradual exposure, the fear tends to shrink over time. The key here is mindful acceptance, which is part of these exposure exercises, helping the person to accept the discomfort they feel as they face their fears. You open your mind to accept the uncertainty about your health condition that these exercises trigger. Rather than trying to convince yourself that everything would work out fine, you practice deliberately leaning into the uncertainty. So even if you had a negative thought, you tell yourself, okay, I will cope with the outcome. And eventually you will stop feeling upset when you encounter topics about, you know, cancer in general, because you had faced the fears on purpose and, and embraced the unknown. Again, you got to ask yourself, are there certain things you're avoiding due to anxiety in your life? Consider whether the avoidance could be helping the anxiety to stick around longer. Are there small ways you could begin to face the things that trigger your anxiety? With gradual exposure, you are facing these fears, feeding into your anxiety. The third one, which is releasing a false sense of control. 
mindfulness was crucial element, especially letting go. In mindfulness, they, they teach you a lot about letting go and the effort to control everything. That outsized sense of responsibility of controlling everything is a heavy burden and does not actually reflect re- reality. The truth is we don't have that kind of control because many factors can contribute, for example, to our health, such as genetics. Practicing mindful acceptance as you release ultimate power over our health. We begin to focus instead of the limited but real control we have on living a healthy lifestyle. At this stage, you're also asking yourself questions. Are you making assumptions or assuming more responsibility and control in your life than you actually have? Consider letting go of control that was never yours to begin with. Because that that way you're unloading that burden you're taking on. So you have this unrealistic expectation that you can have and could control in a lot of areas in your life. These three approaches together can help, help someone feel less anxious. In reality, in finding true freedom, most of us will discover that life continues beyond the horizons of our fears. With this awareness, we can embrace all of our experience rather than just struggle against our worries and fears by being fully present in our lives just as we we are and opening to the uncertain future we can connect to the deepest part of ourselves that witness all of our experience with this deeper connection we are no longer attached to ego-based judgment of what we want and don't want good or bad gain or loss fame or shame safety or danger life or death There is nothing left to fight against. We can meet life as it is and we as we are. Love grows as our fear shrinks. Love for oneself, love for others and for life is all its sadness in in all its sadness and in beauty. That's all I have for today. Thank you for tuning in. You make the journey worthwhile and until next time. I hope you find peace for the journey and cultivate that peace as well. Back to you, Dan. Thanks, Amal. And thank you all very much for joining us here at Distracted by Life. If you're interested to learn more, check out the other podcasts, of course, or hop online to Amal's website at amalcandido.com, where she talks about her coaching world covering life, leadership, and mindfulness, including links to popular podcasts and to her books as well. With that said, Stay tuned for our next episode and from Amal and myself, thanks again and talk to you soon.